Welcome back to the Pause Where I Play podcast. My name is Casey, and we got the standard crew here with us tonight. We got Josh. What's up, man? What's up, guys? We, we got Vince. Hello, hello, hello. And we got me, Casey, again. <laughs> I just, just want to give myself a second shout out. But uh, anyhow, we're back. We're here to talk movies again. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we're here to talk a very special movie tonight. What are we talking, Vince? Uh, Josh should be the one to announce this one. He's a kind of likes it, I think. Kinda. He is the man. He knows his stuff with this one. Just a little bit. I've just only been waiting for this movie to be released. Number one, like since they announced they were going to be doing it, yeah. But I have been literally like ready for this movie to come out since March of last year because it was basically about to come out. Like all of the trailers were happening. It was ready to go it had a release date i think for like the end of march 2020 and then the pandemic hit and so now finally a year and two months later we got a quiet place part two dun, dun, dun. Which I, I know i just made that so dramatic but like anyone who clicked on this like can probably read it from the title but anyway surprise a Quiet Place did, Water did World. Did showings also have, like, the intro with John Krasinski where he's just like, thank you guys so much for your patience. Yes. The movie experience is important. Glad you guys are here. I just support it. Uh-huh. I thought that was really classy. I actually liked that. I was, like, respectful. I just really like John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. I think they're just, like, legitimately good people yeah. and can't do anything wrong. I mean, let's be real. Like, besides, like... Tenet kind of last year. This is like the first real movie that it's been like, let's go to the freaking movie theater Godzilla. and watch this. No, HP, really. That one was on HBO oh, Max right, though too. Was, yeah. So like, I there was definitely still a lot of people who like March came, people went to the theaters and saw Godzilla versus Kong because not everyone has HBO Max, right? But at least I feel like for me, because it, it, it was the first movie I saw since Tenet last year. So it was, what, almost like an entire year that it's been since I'd been to the movie theater. This is the first movie where it wasn't even just because I was forced. If this movie were at home, if it were at home for free, that'd be a different story. But it was like pay to watch it at home or pay to watch it at the theater. This is one where I'd be like, I will pay to go to the theater to watch this movie, you know? And I feel like he was talking about that, but also like, hey, thanks for, you know, coming to my movie. Like trying to be like, hey, thanks, guys. Like. Yeah, you're paying my salary. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. Like I, I well, because I saw the kind of the promo marketing they did the very first night it came out. Right, like he was running around to different theaters and like being like, "Thank oh, you for coming cool. to mm-hmm. a screening." And like he went all across the country. I think to, yeah, like, a did. variety of theaters, awesome. and just did the cool John Krasinski thing and like welcomed people back to theaters. And like I think the thing is like for me is like. I feel like that gives him more of like a human feature, like that he's more like you and I, and he's grateful that not that he's a movie star and has millions and millions of dollars and doesn't give a crap about me after he's done acting. Like he cashes paycheck and he doesn't care now. Yeah. And I I thought that was good. Like, honestly, I was like, thank you, John. Like, it's like, thanks Jim. That's like, I think that's actually how he said it. I, I felt like his, his, thanking you in the theater felt so much more sincere and real than that whole fast and the furious trailer yeah there's a there's some movie i don't remember which one it is where if you go there's gonna be like a 
I don't even know. It was like a five or a six minute like extended cut of Fast Nine in the previews of like this movie. And I don't even remember which one it was, but I was like, what the heck? Like, what if I want to go to that movie, but I don't care to see Fast Nine? Like, yeah, I guess you can go late. <laughs> just have to try to time it right so I get there before the start of the movie. But that's always my problem because sometimes I'll go to a movie theater and there's like 10 minutes of ads at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like this time I went down to like the movie theater right here by my parents' house because it's down here on a Sunday. And I went and I was late. And I was like, okay, whatever. I was late. It's fine. I was like five minutes late, and there was still another 15 to 20 minutes yeah. of previews before the movie. And I was like, do I just need to plan on like a full half hour yeah, after the movie comes? Holy the cow. Me- Megaplex, is that where you were? Yeah. Yeah, Megaplex is getting bad with the amount of like previews they have before. Cinemark is, the, is just as guilty at is this point. The thing is- make money somehow. This it is does. my theory is that they just didn't make any money. And they're just like, we have to run ads. We got to run some extra ones. I I mean, the Megaplex is like sponsored by some plumbing company now. (laughs) Well, they're sponsored. Like the IMAX screen is sponsored by it. But I mean, like. Oh, is it just the IMAX? They're sponsored slash owned, question mark, by Larry H. Miller. Dealership. Larry H. Miller owns. The Larry H. Miller Corporation owns Megaplex. Megaplex. And then the plumber is sponsoring the IMAX? They'd sponsor, like, the IMAX screen. Oh, okay. So, like, technically, yeah. like, you'll see, like, their name on the outside by yeah. the IMAX thing. And then I think they get, like, some extra ad when you go and see an IMAX or yeah. something. Well, I almost never go – like, I almost always go to the IMAX showing when I go to the theater. Right. I used to. So I'd always see that freaking plumber commercial over yeah. and over and over again. The first time I ever saw it was when you and I went and saw the, the Mission Impossible Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill and his mustache. When he coxes, when he loads his <laughs> biceps. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the best moments in movie uh. trailers ever. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, That's man. It's debatable for me right there. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, you know how we've talked about the like evolution of theaters, right? I think you're going to see, for a while at least, longer trailer timelines and stuff like that because it's how they can make more money but i also think that you're just gonna see more local businesses popping in as sponsors because they need the support of local businesses to stay afloat and what's what what's a better place than to find a captive audience than sitting in a theater and being like man the plumbing in my house sucks (laughs) i don't know i had a plumber in my house today but that's a different story we can get into that oh (laughs) man whoa uh, let's get into what we've been watching lately. It's been a minute. I'm going to lead on this one because I'm really excited to talk about what I've been watching. Do it. So I started watching uh, Loki. Um, I'm only yeah, halfway yeah. through the first episode. Please don't judge me. I mean, I started Why like... you quit? Uh, I had to go finish doing what I'm doing right now. And it's it's just... I just didn't have time and it was sad. I was enthralled. Is that the right word? Yeah, that's a great way to say it. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed my time watching it. It was fun. And, like, it's the world building that they do within the first 15 minutes. Amazing. I guess so, I know what I'm doing tonight after the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to finish it, so maybe we should we should just watch it. I don't know. <laughs> but also, like... So I popped it on at, like, 10.30 last night. And I was like, please don't be an hour-long show. Because I didn't want to stay up late. Mm-hmm. 51 minutes is the runtime, plus credits. So probably 40. Minutes, it's Disney. Like it's probably like 40. <laughs> yeah, for real. But uh, I was just captivated through the entire thing. I loved every single minute of that first episode. I loved, like you said, the world building. 
it's just it's so focused on the character and not like the action sequences and stuff you just really by the end of it have a better understanding of who loki is and i loved it and if there's a character that you want to get to know in the mcu let's be real it's pretty much loki like there might be a couple other contenders but as far as like good characters that still exist especially like mysterious ones because i mean there's obviously a lot of people there's captain america iron man all these people who have their full fledged out movies but i like that we're kind of getting into some of these other people who have gained like love and fan and cult followings we're getting you know the loki story that's going on right now we're getting the the black widow backstory here soon so i don't know all these characters that we've had for so long and not true have anything to do with them well think about it it took it took the mandalorian aka like the boba fett culture type thing like 30 some 40 years before they got one (laughs) so i mean at least disney's doing it right and so we can't complain too much about that in my mind however i don't know i'm excited i'm ready for i'm ready for a good loki series i think it's going to be great i think it will too so i'm pumped i'm glad that you were enthralled by it (laughs) to say the least (laughs) um and then we watched, obviously, A Quiet Place Part 2, but then we also went back to the movies a second time, and this is what I'm so hyped about. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yes. And Did let you me tell you bits? what. It no, was I great. I loved it. And I, it's the, it's your, this is the two, Patrick Wilson and, oh gosh, what's her name? Farmagina? Farmina? I don't know. The. Yeah. Norman Bates' mom in Bates Motel, essentially. <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's great. They do so good as Ed and Lorraine. Like, I love them. I love them. So, yeah. But that's yeah. what I've been watching lately. I don't think – I mean, I guess you could count Quiet Place 2 as a horror movie, but I don't think I've seen – watched a horror movie in over a year now. And it's, it used to be, like, one of my favorite genres. Wait, over just, a year? So, like, even when Spooky Season last year rolled around, you weren't? I watched a single scary Holy movie Holy cow. Season. Yeah. What in the world? It's because Vince was too busy flying his cool drone, and that was what he was doing, <laughs> which we should talk about sometime, but not right now. <laughs> yeah. I loved, just to go off of you, I also watched uh, The Conjuring. That made me do it. I just watched it at home on HBO Max, but I also thought it was really good. I already kind of mentioned this to you, but I was like, eh, you know, the ending kind of like a lot of them can be like a little cheesy, but like what Conjuring movie isn't. And it was fun and it had like good scares while not being just like over the top, like, hey, we're going to jump scare them every 30 seconds. And this is going to be our movie, like without even giving a second thought to the story. The story was good. The acting was great. Like the suspense that it put you in overall. I liked it. I think just like for frame of reverence, I saw this this interesting thing, and and I think it's good to share. Uh, someone ac- accurately described what I think about this is because it's not like a scary movie. Actually, it's not based around like the horror of it. It's based around the love story that is Ed Lorraine. Okay. Like that's like the undertone of it. Like the is is their connection and how they're bonded and like how they work better together, which I think is pretty cool. Um, like. The stories that go with it, yeah, cheesy. Like I would love to dig into the Vatican's archives, but I'm not, I'm not the the guy from the Da Vinci Code. I'm not gonna have access to them anytime mm-hmm. soon. And Robert Landon, Langdon, or whatever. 
But yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoy the Conjuring universe, despite no matter how cheesy it may be, I love it. <laughs> I just feel personally attacked, Josh. That's all. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I wasn't saying that the whole. I'm just saying like no, no, no I'm being sarcastic. You, but I still love it. <laughs> I promise, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, since I mentioned that one, I guess I'll keep going. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been watching a ton of new stuff lately. I've been kind of been struggling to get into a new TV show. Like, I'll start a show and just be like, I don't know, like, if I want to watch this. Even though, like, it's, like, shows that I know will be good. Like, I'm not going to say I know they'll be great. But, like, what was it? I started like Peaky Blinders the other day. And like halfway through the first episode, I was just like, I'm just not feeling this right now. Like, and I don't doubt that this show is amazing and I've had it on my list on Netflix for forever, but I'm like, I'm just not feeling it right now. So I'll just stop. And I've done that with like three or four different shows. So there's been that. I watched the conjuring, um, obviously quiet place part two. I'm pretty sure I've watched something else recently that I can't remember. I did watch Tenet again now that it's on HBO Max, which was pretty cool. Was it good watching it from home? Like, how was your experience? It with was that? good still. Like, anything I guess is better than Vince's drive-in movie experience so that weird. he had with Tenet. But like, obviously, it wasn't like a movie theater, but I thought it was still great, especially already knowing a lot of stuff. So Tenet is definitely like we've already established not Christopher Nolan's greatest, but definitely still. It's a good movie. So I like Tenet. I've just been more pretty recently. I've just been kind of getting hyped for stuff that is to come, I guess. So I already kind of talked to Vince about this. I watched like the new Battlefield trailer for video games, not movies. Right. And I'm excited for that. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out about the new like Call of Duty that's releasing at the end of the year and like the new season that's coming. I've been getting hyped for that. Money Heist, one of my favorite Netflix shows that I've told you guys about. They put out a trailer announcing their final like season is split into two parts. That'll be released in September and December of this year. I'm hyped for that. Netflix is also putting out stuff about Stranger Things season four. They haven't put a release date or anything, but they're just like releasing more of the cast and stuff that's happening. So I don't know. I maybe I haven't been watching as much stuff lately because I've been working or doing other stuff, but I've just been getting kind of hyped like there's a lot of good stuff that's coming like that's just the stuff that was on the top of my mind there's a lot of good movies coming as well i know i just said video games and tv shows and not a single <laughs> movie but obviously black widow is black coming widow. up and it's a lot of stuff so i'm yeah. way excited and i hope that uh for black widow i just want to be just like the red star like he's my new hero already the guy who's uh <laughs> The guy, what's his name? David Hopper. Harbour. David Harbour. He's my new hero. I want him to be in everything. <laughs> I just had to say that. But yeah, Vince, what have you been I'm, watching? I'm kind of the same as you, Josh. I was just looking at my letterbox tab to see what I've watched over the past month. And there's four movies on here. Also, I jumped back to October to see what spooky movies I watched mm -hmm. in, Oct in October to see if I was wrong. And I actually did watch a scary movie. No, my scary, my spooky season movies were... Hubie Halloween and uh, The Babysitter Killer Queen. Two of the worst movies I've I seen. I don't know the babysitter <laughs> one. Time. But yeah, dude, Hubie Halloween, holy cow. Um yeah, I watched four movies in the last month. Uh but I have been watching a lot of TV shows. Um I'm in season 2 of Westworld. I finally getting around to it. Nice. Um and then a lot of the shows I've been watching are kind of week to week shows. Like, I've been watching Mythic Quest on Apple TV week-to-week-ish. Week 
Uh, I've been watching a show called Hacks on HBO, which is really, really good. I'm absolutely loving it. The season finale comes out tomorrow, I think, actually. Um, it's about two comedians, female comedians. One of them is uh, an older lady who has a show on the strip in Vegas and has been doing stand-up for like her entire life. And she's like about to lose her show on the strip and she uh-huh. refuses to kind of let go. And then the other comedian is a younger comedian who tweeted something and got canceled. And so she can't find a job in the industry. So she's forced to go and write jokes for this older comedian mm. and they like butt heads and it's it, it's really like it's really good i really like it what was that, that one called again it's called hacks hacks h-a-c-k-s like they're hacks it know? says on hbo it's on hbo i've i've really enjoyed it sweet um, oh like it's really good uh i watched mayor of east town on hbo uh it's a detective uh, murder mystery story hmm. um really really good like really well done tv and a really good mystery that uh, I didn't see the ending coming. So I recommend that one mm. highly as well. And then the only movie that I've watched this entire month was Army of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Army oh, of the yeah. Dead. Oh, yeah. Watch I watched it. that one too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was bad. It was real bad. It was fine. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> I like. I was like, I was going into it with like the lowest of low expectations from what I had seen for like reviews and stuff and so like i was like this is like a fine like i don't know zombie like heist like because the thing is that sounds like it could be so cool you know like a zombie heist like that sounds dope this movie just was not and i in classic Zack snyder like the heist was like maybe 10 minutes of the movie yeah like they had a setup for the heist and then they broke into a safe at three quarters of the way through, and the rest of it was just like didn't have anything to. I mean, the the whole premise is set around going in and taking stuff out of a safe, but they didn't really have to like do any heisting until they were in the thing for a minute. And I just like my pet peeve right now with Zack Snyder is he shows me stuff that could be cool, but like doesn't actually give it to you either because. He's not directing the DC universe anymore or like he's trying to get more army of the dead movies. Like, did you see like all like the Easter eggs that were going on with like the robot zombies and all this stuff like throughout. And I'm like, okay, what like is this? Like, why are you like hinting at this stuff, but not actually like using it? And because I was expecting to have something go on later, like, oh, those are actually like fake zombies controlled by the government. They're like spying in there or doing like, I was expected to be part of the movie and then it just wasn't. And I was like, what was all this garbage? Like, I don't know. So like I said, I thought it was like a fun, cool, like Dave Bautista did his thing. I like him. Like, like I thought it was fine, but like I also went into it with zero expectations. I went into it with high hopes. Oh, you because, love Snyder. Cause I like Snyder. I like his style a lot. So I was like, okay, this is Snyder unleashed, you know? Cause he mm-hmm. went to Netflix, he wrote this, he directed it, he shot it. I did not like the way he shot the movie. It, there's so much depth of field in it that it's almost impossible to see what's going on except for like very specific people. Like, did you notice that at all? Kind of shot not it the really. same way that Joker scene at the end of Justice League is shot. Just that I looked it up. The lens he he like brags about the lens he uses because it can get such like 
the focus in so sharp and everything behind it just gets blurred out and it can look really cool like i actually liked how the joker scene looked when it was kind of going in and out of focus but in this one it's like there would be scenes where in a normal movie you'd have the person talking up front and you'd be able to tell the who the people are behind him in this one the depth of field would be so sharp that as soon as it would get like to the ear of the person talking it would start to go blurry and then everything right. behind it you just couldn't tell go back and like look and pay attention it just you're assuming i'm gonna watch this bonkers. movie again didn't didn't they have to <laughs> digitally edit one of the like the people in because yeah. someone got canceled or something i don't yeah. know yep and that actually looked decent really like, i was i was pretty impressed i didn't even that know happened. that happened so i'm, I'm gonna be a helicopter pilot she was all done on a green screen tig tig Naharo, i think i like her i didn't yeah. know she was that's cool she wasn't. She didn't do a single scene with an actor. Another actor. That is pretty crazy. I had no clue. Yeah. Huh. So there's like things that like in classic Snyder fashion, there's moments and there's things like I loved, loved the first, the the intro to the movie, the intro credits. He does those so well, like the Batman v Superman, where it's Martha and Thomas Wayne's death, and it's like slow motion, artsy and cool, and you have like the director's name and the writers coming up and it tells this whole story within the first like five minutes in a really artsy way. Yeah. And then Watchmen does the same thing. Um, he did it in this one with the Vegas, like, wait, are you saying that Vegas. he directed the original Watchmen film? Yeah, he did the Watchmen. I didn't even know that. I, the original, not like, like the DC Watchmen, like with the big blue guy. Yeah. 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 That's, that's yeah. Snyder. Wild. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So the, I would suggest watch the first like 10 minutes of the movie because it tells a whole story in that intro credit scene of like setting up what happened in Vegas and then you can just skip the rest. <laughs> but the first 10 minutes cool. is worth a, yeah. worth a watch. There you go. That's about it for me. Hey guys, last thing before we move on to the actual movie, I wanted to know, I have not, but I've had a couple other friends who said they've seen it and liked it. Have either of you guys seen Bo Burnham's new special Inside? Nope. No? Okay, well... Sorry, viewers. None of us have seen it, but go to other people who have and see if they like it. I've been planning on watching it for a while. I just haven't watched it. I've Guys, I'm just hilarious. I'm just doing really bad at uh, watching things lately. I'll be honest. I've actually listened to... Uh, if Would you, you guys want to hear a wild story about uh, what I've been doing, actually, instead of watching shows? I've been listening to audiobooks again. Like mm-hmm. I've been on a real audiobook kick. Finished the Hunger Games, or had you already I, done that? I finished the Hunger Games in a week. Then I listened to the prequel book in like three days. Then is that I, good? Yeah, I bought that and I did not listen to it. No, I you forgot. got you got to listen to it. It's really good. Okay. Then That's after the one about like the president or something. Yeah, right? President Snow. It's like his prequel when he was younger, and it's like the tenth or the twelfth Hunger Games. I can't mm-hmm. remember. It's really good. Then I listened to. Eat a Peach by David Chang, and that was like nine and a half hours. Then I listened to the first Girl with the Dragon Tattoo book. That was 14 hours. Now I'm on the second one, which is like 16 hours. I'm halfway through that. And then I'm listening also at the same time to like a book on urban design and planning and like for cycling. Um, That's how I've been spending my time. I just thought I would give a little context. For cycling, like bike? Yeah, for biking and like building a city based around like green space and allowing people. So like, and this is not to go on like a huge tangent away from our movie watching. Right. But most cities are designed for cars. They're not designed for people because you're, because American, American cities are designed for you to hop in your car and get from point A to point B in the fastest possible way. Right. 
but a lot of cities are congested and not actually planned very well at times because they plan a lot of times developers come in and say we're going to build this stretch of land and this is how we're going to lay it out and cities are left to scramble and say well we have to do that and so instead of building it with roads in mind only why not try and build it from the start with other options in mind like walking trails biking trails like kind of like designing it so you as a person on a bike can feel safe that you could use an That's e-bike cool. so like you could take trips within 15 minutes and get to where you need to on like an e-bike or you know like whatever you're gonna do like huh. but I, it's something i'm actually really passionate about like it's, it's been my thing for quite some time and uh yeah so i just Casey like, is going to build his own civilization i'm gonna build my own city it's gonna be called stinkyville it's going to be called No Carsville. No Cars Land. No, you should have cars. Like, if you choose to live a car life, but you shouldn't have to use it, like, for everything, you know. Like, public I transit's agree. great, but bikes are great, too, you know. Yeah, yeah true. But Stinkerville. Um, there you go. Stinkerville. <laughs> but anyhow, let's get into this film. A Quiet Place Part 2. All right. John Krasinski's sophomore directorial debut, right? Sophomore directorial debut. <laughs> Second one. Sophomore film i guess his second movie being the sequel to his first movie yeah that he's directed that's all wrote this one by himself right uh if that's what you have on the movie info i believe it's so. based off he of had the characters people. created by these other people but yes but he's, he, the one who wrote this he's the lead i actually listened to an interview with him and he talked about the process of of getting this one off the ground and he actually said he had no intention of coming back for part two and so they approached him after the success of the first one and were like, hey, we're going to do another one. We would love for you to do it. He turned them down. And they're like, okay, will you, will you at least like come up with this, an idea of where you would take this if you were to do it? And then we'll give it to someone else to, to direct and mm-hmm. make. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he sat down and he started writing and he started writing. And then he found this idea of making – um, the daughter, the star of the movie, and then that progressed to another thing. And he said that as soon as he started like getting into it, he's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna do this movie." <laughs> he's like, "Oh man, I'm writing it now." It's like I, he's like, "I love what I've come up with." He's like, "I want, I want her to be the star. I want to do this. I want to do that. I have to do it." So he just like rode himself back into the thing. There you he go. Didn't have any plans on doing it. I mean, side note: Part three already green greenlit. I saw that. Um, so we're gonna get another one. Do you think he's going to do that one or no? I hope so. Um, Because, you know, after our conversation last time, I was very skeptical about whether or not a part two would cheapen or not the original. Um, And it didn't, surprisingly enough. Uh, I was waiting for, like, a a side swipe, like a total, like misdirect there like i thought it would cheapen it and it did this movie was garbage <laughs> no i i was really impressed with it um i felt like it skirted the line of you know s- i talked a the lot about line. like oh no they're gonna like overcompensate in the next one and go full action movie and they kind of like just towed that line definitely more action in this one than the first one but they weren't like over the top gratuitous let's save the world with this one it was still very tight personal story and we can get into that in a little bit they, they totally did what i hoped they would like they did they made it big enough but not yeah. so big that it was like saving the earth mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, we can get into that when we get to the spoiler section, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. So, directed by John Kr- directed and written by John Krasinski, released May 28, 2021. Budget of $61 million. It has so far grossed, according to IMDb, $176 million. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics have given it 91%, and audience have given it 93%. And uh, IMDb is at a 79 Movie is starring pretty much the same cast as the original: Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, Millicent Simmons, Noah Jupp, and they added Cillian Murphy Cillian to the cast. Murphy, Killian. It's oh Killian yeah, it is Killian. Killian. I, Killian. I always Murphy. forget, dude. I do too. Because I've been so pronouncing then. it Cillian for so long. So I watched the same interview you talked about um, watching, and he says Killian in mm. it, and so that's yeah. what I'm going with. That's that's John's law, right and that there. That is the Irish name irish right i mean that sounds irish yeah i knew i know a guy knew a guy whose son was named killian i think that's like the best super villain name super villain killian Killian. oh man i was just thinking about that i'm like that's a cool name like i could name my kid that someday and you're you're like super villain (laughs) nope never mind (laughs) yeah so he's from cork ireland is where he's from so yeah so cork killian he just belongs in these post-apocalyptic zombie style movies he was so good in 20 days days later later. he's so good in this well and even like if you think about it like his character in dunkirk is kind of like someone who's going through like this trauma as well and he does so good and like he's he's really good in a lot of things like I, i have to take my hat off to him and like he's great in peaky binders if you haven't watched that like you gotta watch peaky binders Great in batman sorry blinders i keep saying it binders they're not like whipping you like it's it's binders binding you down yeah i was so, definitely not like to get into it i was just that was a when i saw he was in it i was like yes like like an addition that won't be too big but it's a good addition not just like some random not that a random person could have been like bad or good just like when i saw he was in it i was like this yes like this makes me want to you see got it. the italian even more going on. even more than i already did <laughs> agreed um so you guys already know what i think i liked it how'd you guys like the movie i loved it like i i knew we were doing the podcast about it so this was another reason why i did this but i definitely did watch this film two times in two days um the first time I went with my buddy and his wife and we saw it and I liked it and he had some questions. I even, I even had a friend text me with some other questions that I'll bring up later to talk about. Um, but they were good. And I was also like, okay, that's good. But I also want to know more about those questions. And my little brother was wanting to see it and he hadn't seen it. So we went and we saw it cause I was still down there. So like, I loved it. Like watching it two times in two days, like obviously it was no like, avengers endgame where i watched that movie like four times in the first two weeks that it came out but like it's also different very different style movie but also it was like obviously it wasn't the best movie that's ever graced planet earth but it was definitely like the movie that i've been waiting for since last year you know and i was satisfied and there was solid like good jump scares that like i used to really hate and i you know jump scares are still jump scares but like I don't know. I walked out of it like enjoyed. Like I had a good time. Like that was fun. Like with the movie, and they told such a good story. And I don't know. The rest of it is like spoiler talk. So I'll get into it later. So case. I like this movie, and 
I I really don't need to say more than that. Like it was what I wanted in a in the in a, in a follow up of this film. There were a couple of things where I was like, how would this work out? Um, but that's that's all world building, right? And that's all how it happens. And so, yeah, I think uh, I want to go on and get into the spoiler section of this film. You guys ready? Um, before we get to that, do you do you like this one better than the original? The same, or is the original better? So I think um, I would go with this one was better for me personally. And I think it's because despite having the small world, the small world traveled. And it it saw more because, like, I, I don't know how to really get into it without giving me spoilers, which I'm happy to talk about in a minute. But I would say for me, this was a better film. Josh. I think I like the first one more. And this is going to sound weird. I think the second one might have had a bit of a better story and kind of plot and everything. But I think the first one, just when it came out, was such an original and amazing idea that it was just such an experience and crazy to go see in the theaters. And this second one was very much the same, you know, where you feel like chewing popcorn too loud. You're like, he's going to get me. But, like, I just remember when that first one came out, it was just such a crazy original thing that the experience of seeing that first one was just unlike a lot of things that had ever happened in my life. So I think like the first one, I don't know, remember if you guys remember, but it was like my number one movie of 2018. And obviously there's still a lot of movies to come out this year. I don't think this movie will end up at the top of my list this year, probably, but like, it'll still be one of the best ones for sure. So I think I like the first one a bit more, but it's, very close. I'll just say that. I, I just have to say, I get Bunch of Crunch when I go to the, the movie theater. What does that mean? Do you guys what? not know what Bunch of Crunches are? <laughs> so, so, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not much of a, um, if I don't get popcorn, I don't get anything at the theater. I'm really sad oh, right wait, now. Oh, is wait, is this a food? Yeah, it's a, it's okay. a, it's a snack that you get <laughs> at the start of the... Like... So you know a crunch bar, right? Yeah. Imagine like oh, uh, the crunch bar about. chocolate chips. They're just like gloppy yeah. okay. and you got the crunchiness. But they, I like the frozen ones just so you guys know. They're the best. But like I have to like <laughs> shuffle them down my throat during the previews because I was like, these are too loud for that movie. So oh, just had to literally called yeah. crunch and Casey's like, oh man, this was a bad idea. <laughs> I just, I don't know what I thought when you said I get a bunch of crunch when I go to the movies. And I was like thinking like, like snacky, like some or? well i wasn't even thinking of like a food i don't know what i was thinking of i was thinking of like is that like something that happens to your knees or something <laughs> like, like i'm like popping my ankles <laughs> in the middle here i, I got a bunch so of crunch mean. everyone here oh, listen so no 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 I'm it's sorry. a snack i promise <laughs> okay that was wild that was a very wild tangent right there <laughs> like if you folks have if you know what a bunch of crunch is Please let me know. I don't want to be alone in this. I might throw that up like on our Instagram story. Just like, do you know what Bunch of Crunch is? I will make you the graphic and you can post it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Because we'll see. Because here we've already got two to one, like people who didn't know what Bunch of Crunch was. So. Like, do you guys know what happiness is? Like, that's what I'm wondering right now. I guess we'll find out. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. What about you, Vince? Did you like it more than the first one? Uh, no, I like the first one better. Um, I felt like the first one I got more emotional and connected to the characters than I did in this one. I mean that like valid it's valid that I was already connected to the characters when the second one started because of the first one, but I just 
loved how tight and condensed that original one is telling the story about just this family doesn't do any world building like you said this movie does so much better when it comes to expanding this universe expanding like what these monsters are where they came from what happened to the world all that kind of stuff first one didn't care about any of that it's just like this is a story about a family and they just happen to be in this post-apocalyptic alien world and tragedy strikes and it's just like what happens to that family and the way that they make you connect to that family so quickly it just i never wanted a sequel to it because i thought it was so like perfectly done and left with such like an open ending that you could interpret however you wanted but it didn't need an answer that's why i was so skeptical about the second one because i didn't feel like it i could just feel just so well done i was so scared that it could be ruined but like i said i loved this one like it was it was really really good really fun didn't have as many quiet moments i don't think as the original did where you couldn't eat your popcorn or whatever you know but it did have those moments um before we get into the spoilers i have one last question okay. how was the audience for you guys because where i saw it in my hometown it was the night of, I'm pretty sure, graduation, so or like the day after. So a lot of high school kids were there, and I was so impressed with how quiet they were during this movie. <laughs> we sat down, and we looked <laughs> around, and it was like, that. great. The first time back in the theaters, packed theater, you know, they're all going to be loud talking and snickering. And no, they were a fantastic audience to see it with, and I was really, really impressed with those kids. I don't know. I guess I think mine was good as well because I didn't even notice anything, you know? Like, really, the only thing, and, like, like sorry, uh, Jerem, if you're listening to this, the only thing that, like, I noticed and, like, partially annoyed me was, like, during one of those very quiet moments, like, my buddy was just chewing on some, like, taffy or, like, something next to me, and I was hearing it, and I was like, shut up. Like, <laughs> that was, like, the only thing that I could think of from the entire, like, thing that I wasn't just, like, focused straight on the movie, but. I love you, Jeremy. You're fine. You're taffy. Uh, I can't tell you if they were noisy. The monsters came and got them. So <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the audience was fine. Are you guys cool? Can we go into spoilers territories now? Without the last question. Yep, that's all I got. Sorry. You you mentioned the monsters. That was the spoilers. First, spoilers. The, spoilers. 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 The first thing I wanted to talk about is obviously we learn a lot more and we see a lot more of the monsters in these ones. I just wanted to talk about how absolutely how to how to describe this efficient and ruthless these things are like you see these monsters in full-blown attack mode and even though they'll still whip across the screen pretty fast you see them just slice and dice their way through stuff as they're like rolling through the city or the country or wherever they're going and i was like this is crazy like i agree with you i love the first story for like how like kind of ambiguous and like kind of kind of how a lot of the details were left out so we could focus on the story of the family and in growing a bit, this was definitely one of the things I was most interested about is these monsters and you know, where kind of they came from and exactly what they do and how they work. These things were, that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like this sounds awful, but just like watching how ruthless these were just slicing through people like crazy, like on the Island scene at the end, when you see it running and just completely demolishing people, like I was like, Oh my God, like, this is crazy. I love it, you know? So, like, I was wondering what your opinion was about what we learned about the monsters and just, like, kind of your opinion about them in general. Do they eat the people they kill or do they just kill them? I don't know. I don't think That's they... one of my questions. So, they arrived on 
a meteor? They arrived on multiple meteors. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you guys got from it too, because I've I've heard some people say that it was like a spaceship or something, and I'm like, I don't think that these things are intelligent. Like, I'm pretty sure these are space monsters that hitched a ride on a on an asteroid that just happened to land on Earth. Am I am I in the wrong here? I mean, they can't even swim. They can't swim. Well, they don't that's what I'm confused about. Another just... question I have: in the first one, doesn't the monster swim under? I don't think it swims because I don't think it's it's very shallow. Yeah, so I think it just went. Under. It's like crawling. It yeah. low key. I know what you're saying though because I uh, like yeah, it kind of looked like it was swimming because it moved pretty nice under that water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably just because it could feel the ground because it that one monster scoot. when it fell in the. I mean, ocean have you or whatever, ever like used freaking. the shallows of the pool to like use your fingers to crawl you around? <laughs> so like, and that's <laughs> what he's doing under the water. Just got his claws. Like, remember, you know those like summer pools that you get when you're a kid that are like a foot tall. Yeah, that's how we used to swim around. We just go in circles over and over on the tips of our hands. I'm glad that we have that vision now of of the monster just like using its little using like its sharp claws. claws. Like, no, those things around. are ruthless though. Like you're right. Like so when it lands, right? Like when we see them going through the town, right? Like John Krasinski being the man so cool. going through town and going to the baseball game. We see those things like popping through and like you know taking names and taking lives. You know, it's like who. It's terrifying. Like, I keep my phone on vibrate for a reason, so I can throw it away a lot easier than panic. It was like, ah. Yeah, I I liked um I like these aliens. Uh, just this whole idea of just like this. It, it, I keep going back to the alien franchise in these conversations because That's it reminds fun. me so much of it. It's just the perfect destruction, the perfect tool for destruction. You know, like they show up. They hear something and they don't even think about it. They're just there to just kill, kill whatever they whatever they hear, and it makes me wonder like, how do they not recognize the other aliens? I was they can't just hear thinking anything about that. and they just hear noises and attack. Like, can they, they have to have some way that they can recognize that their buddies are there? And Maybe since they the can hear so well, and a lot of times they'll do that thing where it zooms up on their ears when they're doing, like, the like the echolocation thing, just, oh. like, with the little creaks. Maybe, like... Sonar or something. Maybe that's, like, something that you can hear pretty easily from creature to creature. And because I think that this, like, sonar thing is... Not only is it just, like, they hear and they can attack, it has to, like especially since they don't see anything like in their brain creates some sort of image of like their surroundings. I'm not talking about like a physical like image, just like, you know, like when you think about like, mm. like it creates a sort of thing like that where like, I'm not saying it's bouncing off stuff, but just like when you hear the sounds, it kind of like maps out. Like even just like, if you think like of like a, like a thermal thing, like where, Oh yeah, there's different spots. Like the louder something is, it just like pops up brighter. Like, that's, like, kind of, like, how I'm imagining it. And so maybe, like, that thing, like, is just registered so many times in their brain that when they hear that, it's just an immediate, like, creature there. Yeah. I don't know. I'll buy that. Well, and maybe it's just more, like, attack. Like, it's just attack. Like, there's something. Maybe they do just attack each other and we just never see them. Well, and that's the thing, though, is I don't, I I think that, like, because they have their own sounds that are coming out. Like, the sounds, like, when they're focusing. Yeah. I bet, like. They have their own some way to communicate. Yeah, their own. Oh, hey, George. Like, so what's <laughs> up? <laughs> I don't think. I guess I said maybe they attack each other. I don't think they would, because otherwise those meteors, like, yeah, you only they have like one monster show up on the planet if they're attacking well, each other. They might be territorial in a way too. Like once they kind of get settled in, 
and like have like distinct yeah. places they want to go. They mark their territory somehow. Maybe it's like maybe after they kill someone, they like spit on it or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, what yeah. a way to introduce the movie, though. Uh, going from the first one where you barely even see the monsters, you know, they kind of like just kind of swing by to just doing a essentially a, a one shot intro. There's one cut. I watched that YouTube video too, where yeah, he the, showed how they shot that the cut is when the police car flips, right? Yeah. And, uh, and when it flips or when the police car gets there, it's when he, he gets goes out of, out of the, the truck, truck and walks over and then the, the monster shows up and flips. The That's car. really sad. Cause it was very obvious. I was like, I don't want to be like, like, cause I don't know how to make a one shot film, but I was like, if you just like worked on that, just like a little more, like, yeah, it could have looked so good. You know, I thought it looked good though, with even like as abrupt of a cut. Cause like what he describes in this film, this, this YouTube video you're talking about, he actually says they wanted it to be noticeable that it was changing. Like he oh, talks uh, about it. I didn't know that. So he's like, he's like, I wanted you to be aware that like something was different. And that's oh, kind of what he says. So maybe he set it up by design or maybe that was an excuse for a shitty edit. I don't know. Like well, he also said that they couldn't because they were flipping a car is the reason they had to do it. Because uh, like sure. they had to like yeah. make sure safety and everything. I, I can't remember all the details, but that makes sense. Well, people have to be like intro, 10 like, feet back or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just going from, you know, this really intense action moment at, in the first one. And then you just like get full on at the beginning of the next one. Just the most crazy ex- downtown movie sequence that I've seen. In I a mean, while. cause it's so. day one, you know, so everybody in the world still exists. No one knows how the monsters work or that they're even going to be there two minutes ago, you know, and then just, so this creature, you know, even now, like, you know, the first one, little boy has a rocket ship monster. Hears it from wherever just come slices, you know, like in the first one, there's freaking like a thousand something people or whatever just in this town. So he's just having a field day. The you know, he's just going. Just the time of his life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I also agree. Super intense. I think it was cool because a lot of the fans, you know, like, like, oh, John Krasinski, blah, blah, blah. And like, I love John Krasinski and he directed it. And so I still think he did an amazing job. But like, I'm glad that they didn't like lean too heavily on like him being in the movie. And then it really did end up being Emily Blunt and Millicent Simmons like mm-hmm. movie, you know, but I thought it was cool to still have him like in that beginning part where one of the questions where I don't remember if it was Jerem or if it was another friend who I had, the question that they had was like, was there a reason that that sort of went like unresolved, if that makes sense? Like, cause that beginning sequence, it kind of ends with them. What's her name? And her two boys are behind the police car and they see uh john krasinski and he pulls them over millicent simmons like running towards them but then the monster kind of shows up in between and then it cuts to like the title sequence and we never get anything else so just kind of like like i didn't really think about it because it wasn't as important to the story as much as just like sort of introducing and showing that but i was like yeah that was kind of left like unresolved as to how they got out of that well that's where the police officer shoots the shotgun at the monster and he comes at them and then they're out and they probably snuck away i would assume i just thought he just killed the police officer didn't he i can't and he didn't and the police officer i'm kind of like you i'm kind of like you where i was just like i know where they end up so it's not that important true 
it's yeah. kind of yeah I, but I just, just yeah, like, i didn't think about it but then i was yeah, like oh yeah like, huh like cool. they, i don't uh, think this is important to the storyline i'm yeah. sorry jerem the no like it was that no. was my thing is i didn't come with that question but like someone did and i was like oh like yeah you're right yeah interesting so what did you guys think about the use of sign language early on in that prequel too like explaining kind of like that the, the family was already using it regularly like what did you think about that also the kid at age like a whole four years so <laughs> this kid's like in a little league but he's like at like he's 16 or something like that so he's already know. got chest hair armpit hair and a full beard mm-hmm. that was good just kind of like because i think it was what a lot of people had already sort of assumed was like this family already spoke sign language which is kind of how they got to where they were was that they could use that so just kind of showing that. As it also well. had some like setup for later in the movie where she teaches him the sign language for dive, and he tells her to dive into the water at the end of the. Yeah, movie. that was cool. Okay, ho- one one quick thing, really fast. How the heck do you turn Killian Murphy, like the most British dude ever, into like a guy who works in a like a like a steel warehouse? Like he like I bought it, man. You just put put on it. put on <laughs> boots, some Wranglers, like a, Girl, a baseball cap, a baseball cap, yeah. and a, a big bushy beard, a flannel shirt. And your best American is like, come, people probably got to be, and some of them I don't know. Put him next to a baseball field. There yeah, you go. That's, exactly. That's he's listening. The most American he's listening to the Red Sox game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think I love that aspect of it, the sign language and the. The fact that she's deaf and everything, I thought. I think that makes it just such a. I don't know. It just all works so well together, um, and I loved the moments between Millicent and Killian Murphy, uh, and him just trying to like communicate with her, but he gets so frustrated, and she just mm-hmm. has to be like, "Slow Calm. down, enunciate." Like she's not dumb. She just needs you to look at her and talk slow and enunciate and we can have a conversation. You know, those moments between him and her, I thought were really, really good. Yeah. Um, I was kind of confused with what the relationship between him and John Krasinski's character was though. Are they just buddies? Buds. They yeah, weren't like family or anything, right? I don't think so. Just and people who knew each other. What's John Krasinski's character's role in town? Did it, really explain that because everyone seemed to really like him he seems like a mechanic because he showed up with like greasy hands that is true i didn't think about that i didn't think about the greasy hands because yeah he did have the gross hands but i didn't know it's just just not not another thing not important to the story just like just it just was interesting because like the cop like knew him killian knew him and like really respects him like he just seemed like i mean you can just tell he's a good dude and it's a small town and everyone knows everyone i was gonna say that it's like also it could just like obviously you guys are more from smaller-ish towns than i am but it seemed like a small enough town where like i'm sure everyone doesn't love everyone but like you know the good guy the guy is like hey man i gotta get to the game and the guy's like yeah you'll pay me back like already knows it and stuff you know so just like kind of like it just kind of had like that small town vibe to me where he's just like Everyone knows each other. And it's one of the things I love the most about this movie is this, just the small town vibe. Like I yeah. know that it's that it doesn't take place in like the Midwest or whatever, or like it's in New York, the country. It's over by New York, but it really just has that small town feel to it all, and I absolutely love that about the movie. Same, hundred yeah. percent. I felt the same way. So just yeah, yeah. To throw that out there. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys also think about like so the bear trap? Ah, dude still for some reason still not as bad as the male (laughs) i i i would agree with you and that's what's weird is though is because 
Here's where I think it differentiates is because a bear trap is typically for animals and we don't really think about that. But a nail going through your foot, like how does that make you feel when I say that? Like the nail piercing through and just sliding up, like like doesn't that make you feel like I totally agree. But also the worst part about the nail is you know it's coming way before she actually steps on it mm. and you're just waiting for that moment. Because you know it's gonna happen. The bear trap you didn't know that was gonna happen. So when it happens, it's just like holy crap. So, but you don't have that big buildup of just like, no, please, I don't want to see it, you know? So what I weirdly expected was like, this sounds much worse, and I'm sorry that my mind went here. I was expecting like a ton of like broken glass or something to like deter something. Like that was in my mind, but it like wouldn't matter for like the monsters because they're like still plated feet, right? But like for me, like in my mind, I was like the glass. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, something for me about like I totally understand what you said Vince about like that build up where you're just waiting and you know it's going to happen like they're not even trying to hide it at all the camera literally pans to the nail before she steps on it right and you know especially with her like being pregnant and everything that's going on with that it's just such a huge crazy part of the story I think that the bear trap just the element of surprise that came with it there's just it was just one of those audible gasp things in the theater because they're running and the creature's chasing them and Killian Murphy's got his gun pointed at them, but they don't know that. Right. But there's just so many different things already going on and it's already intense. And then all of a sudden bros in a bear trap. Like <laughs> it was just so, it was just one of those things where you're like, Oh my gosh, that's so painful. And you just weren't expecting it at all where I was just like, Oh, oh my gosh. Like, just one of the craziest parts of the movie, like not expecting it. I think I like the bear trap a little more than the nail, but those are another things like the movies where it's just like two very similar moments, but like both very impactful, I guess is what I'd say. So I don't know. Well, also like I can't imagine like the pain he was experiencing to scream that loud, especially with his paranoid as that kid was and like his anxiety yeah, with all true. this. So like, he was like screaming, screaming, and that like I was like, they're dead. Like that's why Killian Murphy's in this film is because they're <laughs> dead. They don't make it any longer. But what a wild that that part I just had to bring up. And what oh, yeah. a like I don't know. I I also have one more question about another part of this was the intro to Killian, like as after we haven't seen him for a while, the mask, the hair down, like the hat on, like trying to play off who he is like what did you guys think about that like part where it's like their real first contact with someone i love to see how people are surviving in this world um the farm that they establish in the first one was such a cool like unique place using the lights as like a warning system they had a food source killian's place where he is is like at the opposite and of course he went up there because he didn't really have a choice at, at a certain point, right? Um, but I love that introduce that introduction of just like you. He has to rush them down into his little hidey hole, into this little like, what is that thing? Like this little. I like, think it's a furnace. Furnace where like they can't get air or anything because it's like the only safe place that you can get to where you're guaranteed to not be heard. I just thought it was really really cool. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, just his introduction and just another person in this world this post-apocalyptic world that has just lost everything just everyone seems to lose everything and then you get the island at the end which is the exact opposite of 
everything you've seen in this in this movie. You know, you had your your little the farm was their little like sanctuary in the first one, but this one you don't have a sanctuary. Right? Oh, that's not true. The the hidey hole is a sanctuary, but it's like not great. And then it's just like the the difference between how they were living and how these people on this island were living was just like so interesting and cool and they've been there for so long and they're so happy and it's just like this commune and everything's good versus Killian and everyone else who's just like lost his kid, lost his wife, just doesn't care anymore, feels like he didn't do enough, just just lost in this world, doesn't know what to do. I don't know, it's really cool. Yeah. I have a couple questions. So you saw I put out a tweet a little while ago maybe asking people to dm if they had any questions about some stuff and i have a couple um from a couple people they're just like about the movie so um first one is from my buddy daryl uh he had a couple questions his first one that he talked about was about aaron which is killian murphy's character's name which i keep forgetting which is why we keep calling him killian um he said if Aaron's wife died more recently. Why does she look like she's been there a long time? Like his just name, like the plant workers. Sorry, just to, his name's actually Emmett. I'm pretty sure. Is it Emmett? Oh, he put Aaron in his message to me. So, huh? Okay. I I think he's still talking about Killian Murphy's character though, because he said if his wife died more recently, which is who we're talking about, yeah. right? He said, why does she look just like the plant workers that appear to have been hung there a while ago? Because like I also kind of thought the thing because he said that his wife died like couple weeks ago yeah he said something like that right those plant workers look like they were just folded up clothes like floating there yeah that's what i thought They're, they weren't actually bodies know. they oh, were okay, they yeah. were I, i'm feeling like so what i'm curious and i actually put a lot of thought into this and i haven't looked it up but research i've just formulated my own theory on this i think that the wife after losing the child had a terrible mental break and was like very upset and maybe she was already sick with some sort of sickness beforehand like maybe she had cancer maybe she had something where she couldn't get medicine right and so i think that they tried to create some sort of normalcy with putting up the like the costumes of these workers like those those aren't actual people as far as i know unless we find something conflicts no my guess is it's more of a home alone type situation where if he has people that come across his little sanctuary they're gonna look up into that building and see a whole bunch of silhouettes and think oh there's a bunch of people here we shouldn't mess mm-hmm. and not know that it's just him and his sick wife that would be my guess that makes sense because i'm with you guys i'm pretty sure those were just like clothes hung up to right throw people off but then also just to go off the other part of the question that his wife or whatever that was there in the bed when the boy finds it looked like she had been decaying for a long time. Am I, am I crazy or she's pretty gross? Like I'm not pretty, (laughs) I'm not good. Like I can't tell you, Oh, the stages of cellular decomposition in humans are like this. But like, I thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, she does not look like she's only been dead for a few weeks or something. So I guess maybe that's just a, go unanswered sort of question unless I, you have yeah i don't know really like maybe there's some toxicity from the factory maybe. or because like i don't know like that kind of stuff like that's sure. but it's also not stored in any sort of time cold place huh it's not the body's not stored in any stored in any sort of cold place yeah so i think it, it might have been rapidly. open air as well like to where maybe like if there are bir- there are birds left and stuff like that like could have come and been chewing on it like 
True. All, all sorts of things. I don't know. I'm not a crimi- criminal investigator, so I can't be like, ah, this is how the body decomposes. But yeah. Hmm. That's question. a good question, though. That's yeah. a really yeah, good question. question. Yeah, yeah. This one, I had not thought about at all, but I guess was like smart or just interesting and one that I hadn't thought about. He said, do you think that he, Killian Murphy's character, was intending to eat intruders? Is that why he had a rifle trained on them? Because at first I was like, oh, probably just for defense against the creatures. And while I did think that as well, I was like, he did also later say, like, I've never seen one of them dead before. So he probably knows that him shooting one won't, like, do a lot. But also at the same time, you want it for self-defense. But what do you think about that? Like, do you think he had it on them because he was going to eat intruders? Like, what? No. No, I don't think it was any cannibalism. I think, I mean, he knows that people out there, he tells them, like, the people that are alive aren't the people you want to save. They're not the people you want to help. He's got the trap out front with the bottles that make a noise or whatever that they they trip to. Again, I think he just has this place rigged up like a freaking Home Alone house where he doesn't want regular people to come in and find them and he has the gun on them because he's ready to kill them because no one that he knows outside of the house or outside of the compound is worth his time that they're just going to take his stuff hurt him take his food his water whatever and he doesn't want anybody there and so i think he's just like ready to kill them whoever well they would they would come in and take over like his spot because it's such a good spot like if you think about it and I think also, like, you nailed it on the head, like, and we later see this down at the docks, mm-hmm. what mankind has become. And, like, I think more or less he was just doing it, like, Vince, I love that Home Alone idea thing where he just wants to make sure people aren't coming, people aren't messing, and that he can be safe. But I think he's also prepared to fight for what's his. And, and I think the reality is, too, is, like, if you shoot a gun but you're in a big enough place, like, I don't think they're going to be able to pinpoint it if you're quiet, if they're not right there. Like, I think they're going to have to figure it out. And he could rush down into his hidey hole. Yeah, and he and with boots on, that was a quiet guy, too. That bothered me, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was so irritated that, like, I was like he, why is she still not wearing shoes? Yeah, I was like, but but I, I, I don't know. Like, that, that flustered me. <laughs> so, good question. Yeah, kind of crazy question. This was one that I had seen and thought about it for a while, but then I, like, figured out an answer even though it's not, like, the best answer, okay? So he said, what was the brother... Uh, what's his name? I feel bad because I don't know oh, the actor's I, name and I don't know the character's name, so... I've got it, I've got it. Vince will look that up while I finish reading the question. What was the brother hoping to accomplish by exploring the factory? And this was a question that I saw not only from him, from tons of people on Twitter and Instagram have mentioned this. And when I watched it the second time, I found the answer... And, like, even though it is the answer to this question, it's like, okay, well, he was still being stupid. It's like the answer to the question. He was looking for his mom coming back because when he goes up there before he even really, like, goes and sees the body and trips over stuff, he, like, looks out the window. And he's, like, he even has, like, some binoculars maybe. Maybe I'm crazy. But, like, he looks out the window and he's, like, looking for his mom to come back. Right. And so that's like the answer, but it's also like him going around the factory when he's told not to. And with all the stuff that he doesn't know, like it's a stupid thing to do. Well, he's just curious and he has such hate. Like we can go back to his anxiety. Is there a real thing? Like 
think about it. He hasn't really been separated from either one of his parents for a long time. True. And like, even before like all this happened, I think that's what the prequel does a good job of setting it up is like, he has nerves, he has problems and like where the mom is telling him to calm down and all of that. Right. Like, I think that, that that's a great question though. Like, I also think that he's just curious. Like he, like after he going out to the river with his dad in the movie before, like just, this is a couple of days before, like we have to remember, like this isn't a long time before, like, or is it quite a ways? I can't remember. It's not that no, long. It's like the, it picks up right where the first it's one the left It's the day off. after. It's the day right? after. Right. Like I was like, it's not very far behind. He, his dad has given him like the desire to be curious again. I think after going to the waterfall, like even though he saw things and like his dad died, I think like his mind is also being like, there are things to see. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, in the first one, um, his mom basically sits him down and says, you need to go with your dad and you need to learn how to protect me. As I'm pretty sure what she says, like you, need to, you need to learn how to protect me when I get old. And so I think you're right. I think he saw the death of his dad and he's just like, I need to, I mean, that's what this whole, his whole arc is in this movie is learning how to protect himself and not be this scared little boy anymore. Yeah. His name's Marcus, by the way. Marcus. Marcus Abbott. Lee Abbott. Marcus Abbott. True. Um, Kind of leads me to one of my only nitpicks of the movie. Obviously, they're in a very tough situation. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. The baby is still literally days, hours old and stuff like that. Blah, blah, blah. Their dad slash husband just died, like, the night before most of this stuff all goes down, right? And even though they do touch slash talk about it a little bit, like, I... Like, I don't especially with John Krasinski not wanting to like have his character be too much in the movie. I know they don't want to dwell on it too much, but like I was just, I found it like afterwards thinking about it. Like I found that like, I don't know. They weren't like acting, I guess, or like even like thinking about him, like hardly at all with all this other stuff. Like obviously they're still wanting to help and do what they can. And the kid got his foot stuck in a bear trap, but like, this chick's like, I'm going to go to this radio station and save the world and all this other stuff. And she's, like, trying to, like, do and be what her dad would, like, want her to be. But I don't know. Just, like, that was, like, one of my only nitpicks was I was, like, okay, like, their dad just died yesterday. And they're just, like, still going around, like, their post-apocalyptic world, like, kind of yeah, in the same way. With no morning time at all. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. Did you guys feel the same way? Did you think about that or not really? I did. Yeah. Yeah? Do you feel, like, kind of the same or... I, I tend to disagree with you just a little bit. That's fine. Um, and it's it's not because I'm like, oh, man, like, well, wouldn't you be running type thing, right? I think that, like, for some folks, and, like, this is just a thought and a theory, like, right, you see mom go back and put, like, her ring down on the cross. Right. And, like, mourn there. But, like, you see her talking with Emmett the whole, like, the girl talking with Emmett the entire time about, like, making him proud like you wouldn't be the man he wanted to be she's taking her grief out on him is the way i'm seeing it and what the boy is doing um sorry i just forgot the kid's name marcus marcus his is like his is i think like so i had a friend who lost his dad in high school we were like 16 17 ish and uh was really interesting is like i was like weirded out by the way my friend grieved and like um, he just went skateboarding every day. Like he just kind of like, 
like he was out of school for two weeks and he just went skateboarding every day and he just like wasn't at home he was just running around like doing stuff all the time and i was like if i were in your shoes i would be like crying like sitting home and just crying and like essentially he was like well this is how i'm like grieving because like my dad knew i loved skateboarding and i'm out here just doing what my dad knew i loved and i was like that's interesting but i can see like where you're coming from with like they're not grieving in the way that they're sitting around like and and it's not wrong to sit around right but they're sitting in like a group like crying and reminiscing i just don't feel like they feel like they have the time for that maybe and and i I don't know right like but that's kind of my thought yeah it's kind of like this is a world that they've experienced a lot of loss you know the majority of the population is dead all their family everyone's dead well, they've already they lost to, the little little baby well, boy. Son. But also, like, I they think her driving things. passion was my dad died to give me this sound, right? And now here I am uh, trying to do stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I that's it. It's hard, it's hard to find time to grieve when you're in a world of constant tragedy. Yeah, and, and you have constantly a... Constantly losing things. And, like, the whole big thing about the first one was when everyone found out she was pregnant, like, oh, my goodness, that's so crazy. How are you going to do that? This baby is still, like, one day, two days yeah. old. And you got to figure out how that's going to happen. And she freaking risks her life to go back and get more air tanks and medicine and stuff like that. I was like, how far away is this, like, this town, this grocery store from the plant? So also, why did they gonna leave the happening? farm in the first place, though? Like, they killed the three monsters that were there. Okay. Why did they leave to go and did they the, though? Did they kill him? I this never was another it. question that someone had, and I also had even before this person messaged me. They did. The the, the other bodies are down there, and like the thing. You only Wait see then. one, and from all we know, that could have been the one that they killed in the first. First, because no, no, it was no. on the it's stairs. In, it's in a different place. Like the bodies are in different places. You sure? I'll look it up. Because that was like my question was like. The first one ends, they shoot a shotgun, which is crazy loud, right? Kill the one. It shows like three or two yeah. other There's ones. Two of, two of them running towards them. And there's also Sh a board in that room that says there's three in the area. Right, true. Three confirmed in the area, which I don't know, like, just because they went up to this place or whatever, but there's, there's more now. So it shows like two more running towards them. She cocks the gun. The first movie ends... The second movie starts with the day one intro, and then it goes to them. And it just, like, I don't doubt that they could have, probably, especially since she has the amplifier and her hearing aid, but it just never goes over that, and it doesn't explicitly show anything like that, unless you found anything. Okay, well, then, if the monsters are still there, I just assumed, because the way that I read the ending of the first movie before this one came out was that... They're ready to fight back. They're going to kill these two monsters. Right. So I just assumed those monsters were dead. And if that was the case, I was just like, you got a good setup here. Why are you leaving this place? Yeah. Like, don't go try to save the world. Keep your family safe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Stay there. And I also, it wasn't until now that I realized that I misunderstood the first one with the baby. I thought that the tank they had was some sort of, like... Uh, anesthesia or oh, something to like put the baby to sleep if it was crying I didn't know it was so they could close the box and it was oxygen to keep mm -hmm. the baby oxygenated I thought it was like anesthesia so like I didn't even know that I like misread that until we got to this one where it's very obvious 
that is I can't find game. anything to confirm that they killed the other two monsters, but I like feel like it's a guarantee that they did. I would agree with you that I think it leans like towards that. I would just like thought about it like it didn't like I mean, maybe it's just like they're just like, do we need to do that? It's gonna cost however much more for CGI and stuff, where we can just be like, they did it, okay? Like, plus we just had a big action scene right before this. True. You don't want to go from one action scene to another. Yeah. But I guess they could just show like. Like you said, a couple of dead monsters there. Yeah, but true. if the monsters are still there, that's a good reason to leave. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe if, they're just roaming about. Well, and maybe they got around. in and saw the the body or like smelled the body, and that like changed their plan. Because like yeah, if, the, if one of their own is dying, that probably freaks them out. Or maybe I th- again, I just don't think that these monsters are that smart. Or do they have like any food and water left? Because their barn thing is burning down and that's where they did have a lot of their food storage and everything as well well that's also where they were soundproofed as well yeah that's true oh yeah because they built that in the first one yeah so that stinks their little soundproof place got burned down and drowned how did it get burned down did that show it the The electrical i think was what it was they show it getting burned down the first of the scene it just sounds like their little sanctuary was just oh there was was candles there was candles after she had the baby remember oh that's where it was there was candles it's not electrical sorry dang candles yeah don't don't leave your candles on in your bathroom when you fall asleep you might burn your hair i mean it's all for the greater good right millicent simmons is there saving the world now so so where do you guys think the third one will go I don't know. This one might, like, they've already proved me wrong once with the second one, but I feel like this one could, like, get too big, you know? Because, like, what has she done? She's made this radio frequency, which anyone within X certain or whatever can use to turn on and, I mean, have whatever to be able to stun or, like, stop the monsters temporarily so you can, like, get them. And so, like, that's, like, what I feel. Like, obviously, like, she needs to get back to her family, right, and stuff. But then it's like, okay, where does it go from here? What else are they going to do? Like, stopping all the monsters? And, like, it feels like I'm hoping that it would stay in, like, a more small-scale experience. But I just – I don't know. It doesn't seem like the natural flow of a story, like, can do that now. So you know? I, I, I have an idea, but I'm curious if it's, like, rooted in realism, right? So – how did these monsters go to space? Well, to no, no, their no, no, no. This isn't this isn't Fast Nine. We're not going <laughs> to space. This isn't Vin Diesel. So angry about you it. You take a course to outer space. <laughs> you also sound like Sylvester Stallone <laughs> after getting hit in the face by what's his bucket, the Russian. Long. No, but like I have an idea here, and I'm curious. So right, these monsters can't swim. There are hundreds of thousands of islands around the earth, right? How do we know that, like, for instance, like, the Philippines is fine or, like, Australia isn't fine or, like, one of these places? I'm just curious if they find a way to connect with maybe the greater populations that are remaining somehow or find a way to connect to the Internet. I, I don't know. I'm not, like, here, but, like, find out, find out, like, is there some sort of, like, you remember World War Z, how they, like, build the walls around Jerusalem or whatever. Right. Like, I'm wondering if there's, like, a way they, they can extend out the signal to where they could, like, put up some walls and, like, kind of reclaim the land in a way. I don't know. Well, like I don't want it to be weird or crazy, but... Another callback to 28 Days Later. <laughs> Not, I don't want to spoil that for everybody. I've never watched it, so don't spoil it. It's a good one. Um, but, like, how are... 
a lot of these like islands like surviving because a lot of these islands like even like hawaii or other stuff like that like if if they got lucky enough which it seemed like there probably wasn't too many of these meteors that fell around the world right but obviously if you hit major land masses first of all rip to any of the aliens who landed you know if we go by probability two-thirds of them landed in the ocean so <laughs> rip to those guys um but like there's very likely that Hawaii or just like a lot of these places like didn't get hit with those. And then all of a sudden you just hear and see in the news, like, Oh man, these monsters are killing everybody. Like a lot of these places are like highly dependent on like outside external sources to get certain resources. Right. So you could live for a certain amount of time with the resources they already have on the Island. But then it gets to a point where it's like, what do we do? Do we just try to become self-sufficient here on the Island? Do we find ways to go and get other resources? And so that like would be interesting to see, but that's also what I'm talking about. Like that's where we get large, large scale mm-hmm. and maybe deviate a little from the quiet place roots. Do you think it'll be a part three and still follow the same family, or do you think it'll go with someone else? Well, where they left off is, like, Good question. the daughter and the mother and the baby aren't even, like, together. Like, they're on oh, an yeah. island, and... She's got to go back and get them. As far as I know, they don't, like, they didn't use the motor on the boat to get out there, so, like, how are they going to get in? And uh, did they go out on the tide type thing? Like, how did this work is my question, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, they got to go back in. But then there are like those people, like the mer people who are like, uh, like hunting people at the, the harbor. And like, what's up with those guys? Like, I know that they were weird and stuff, but also like they were, how did they last this long? They were stupid. What was that? Uh, remember like kind of like the rule with the water. If there are waves, they probably were, could be a little bit noisier because of the sound of the water. I guess, but just like how fast they died, like in this one, like, Obviously, they're not the first people that they've, like, robbed and stuff. Like, how do these people make it this long? Dude, luck. Yeah, sheer dumb luck. Probably, I guess. That girl was creepy, though. Little like, girl? When that she looked cool up scene. and she had the crazy eyes. That was kind of insane. They all got, like, scurvy or something yeah, going on. Maybe they've been living on the water. Maybe. Like, that's probably they just come They're in. probably living on the boats and then coming in to, come in to steal, steal stuff. people and people like they were pirates again yeah yeah that's cool and that would explain like why they're so like sunburned and nasty and zombie looking because they're just like true living at sea and not getting enough oranges yeah there you go got any oranges i think i'm getting a scurvy coming (laughs) on (laughs) i couldn't uh let this podcast go without asking each of you guys what your favorite parts of this movie was and i'll go first let you guys have a little bit of time to think about it I absolutely loved the end. So obviously so much goes on with the family. And that good of I, a film, huh? You just love the I end. Love, I just, it was so, I just loved it was done. Okay. <laughs> I just, so I just loved like where the characters have moved and what they've become during this. And even though this is like the day after the thing with their dad happens, obviously the actors have grown quite a bit and so it feels like they're a lot older and so i just love the scene at the end where she does a thing in the radio station and she walks towards him and he does it with the thing and it does there's so many good parallels in this movie and this was the greatest of them all the first one obviously shows the mom on the bridge walking and then the second one it shows killing murphy and millicent simmons on the other bridge walking they do a lot of things like that throughout the movie where there's parallel scenes going on in different places right 
this was my favorite one and it's very obvious that it's like a parallel right because it's both of them walking towards these monsters that they have like defeated with the kids like knowledge and what they've like come up with and what they're doing it was just a very cool to see like the kids rise up and be like the star especially millicent simmons of the movie and not only just to do this thing that's outsmarted them that they've you know shown that like they can do something that they don't have to be afraid of these monsters anymore but then just to also like kind of like take back sort of like some of what's there is like the kid like even though he's so shaky he grabs the gun and he shoots the monster but even more so i love millicent simmons just grabbing this shard of chair or whatever it was and just slicing just i don't know that scene with the music that was going because it had that same like kind of musical theme that they have throughout the movie that's like really quiet with the piano and stuff that i just love and adore right one of my one of the most underrated parts of the first one and they use just basically the same the second one for me the ending of this movie just it, it moved me i like got the chills like i thought it was like i i my buddy thought it was kind of cheesy um but i just loved it i thought that it was great and it was a great way to wrap up the movie i thought it was insane yeah i think i really liked like you said that same thing of how everybody has their moment in the movie um and it stitches them all together really really well so it's like like even Emily Blunt's character has her little hero moment in the rain or in the the water when she breaks the pipe and everything. But I think I still think that my favorite part in this whole one is the intro. I really like that day one True. sequence. I thought that was really really well done and really exciting, and it's the exact opposite of what you expect from a quiet place and what I thought that I wanted from a quiet place, but worked really really well for me. It was very cool. That scene, though, by the way, like where she shoots the oxygen tank, tank which, number one, it sucks that she has to do that because such a huge resource for them. But when it does that and it blows up, you're just like, oh, my gosh, that was crazy. And then it just and walks out. Awesome. And you're like, what? No. Yeah. It just shows you I, how crazy those <laughs> monsters are. Like, they're built to destroy. They can't swim, though. And I just love Emily Blunt so much. She's I think so she's good. the best. I think she's, like, my top two or three science fiction actresses, you know, up there with like Sigourney uh, Weaver, you know, like Emily fiction. Blunt is, she's just so good in all these in Looper and freaking, um, live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat. And the other Which one that's a loop. <laughs> yeah. Like she just surprise. Like that's, what's going to happen in the third one. She wakes up next to freaking John Krasinski and she'll have to live it over again. <laughs> <laughs> The Angel of Verdun. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> that's exactly that what, what it called? is. I have no idea. It you is. Verdun, it is what it's called. And I'm thinking Verdun's like war zones. So. It might not be. I, I might be getting that confused with war zones. It's yeah. something like that, though. Yeah. Um, now, Casey, favorite part? I love the opening sequence. It was great. It was enjoyable. I really thought that the idea that showing that these this was just good humanity beforehand and then the transformation into rough humanity or like survival humanity i think that's really interesting like what are people doing in a crisis and how are they reacting i think that's totally interesting i also think when they like leave it's kind of like you know like the shell silver scene where the sidewalk ends it's where the sand path ends in this one and it's like you're totally like stepping on crunchy leaves and they're getting out there and like it's new for them 
And I think that was something interesting. And then finally for me, I actually really like Killian Murphy and his contribution. Like he, he wasn't the main, he wasn't the lead. Millicent Simmons was for sure, but he was the support we actually needed. Like, it's kind of like when you like hit your shin, right? Like you need to like hop around a little bit. He's that other leg we needed to like help make the stride. Perfect. There like, because especially cause she had just lost her father and obviously he wasn't meant to be like a father to her, but just to have someone else, like a friend and like a strong figure to be there with her, them like going off and doing their thing at first during the movie. I was like, what the heck? Like, that's kind of weird. But then it ended up being one of like the best parts of the movie, like their relationship and bouncing stuff off each other just with what happened between those two characters was one of my favorite parts of the movie and i'm not going to say like a whole nother part but just one that we never mentioned and i thought couldn't go unnoticed was the whole like train sequence when she's like in the train and then sees him and he comes in that was just also a very cool scene well what's wild too and i i was i i thought about bringing this up earlier is the part where he like stole the stuff and brought it back to her type thing true like that was a wild sequence where it's like you're like oh crap she's screwed and then he's like you see the boots arriving you're like ah that was one of the very cool like quiet quiet scenes where it went i i always like that when it goes in from her perspective yes and it goes into that complete silence right the real muted not having a sense of anything and then with a touch or with something it pulls you out of it. A very cool editing choice. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of a lot of that Sound of Metal movie that just came out where you actually, they actually like recreate what that person is actually, what it would be like to be like that person, how silent it is and everything. One more side note from those YouTube videos that I watched, John Krasinski actually told a story about Millicent Simmons' mom coming up to him and thanking him for giving her the opportunity to hear what it's like to to hear what the world is like through her daughter's ears in this movie that really touched him he like started crying in the movie in the youtube video and everything that's really cool that's yeah that's an awesome touch something you don't have to do but switching back and forth to the from the silence to the loud is such a cool idea and it's not even just like he's not even just like hey we're appealing so you know this thing like he does it and it's very cool to see that but also such like a cool different like choice that just makes it that much further of even though she has this advantage of doing sign language and different things like that like there's that scene where like monster can be right on her and she just got no clue Mm -hmm. she's chilling so it's just i don't know just so much about this whole series i'm excited for a third one and i'm like cautiously excited because i'm like I feel kind of like how you did after the first one where like it was so good. Like, do we need another one? Like these two, like it's turning into something really amazing, but I'm just afraid that there's going to be the one, you know, like once you keep making movies, there's always going to be one that can't be good. Right. Like I just get scared about that. Like to have one that kind of like ruins it. But I also like, I, I do want more though at the same time. So it's, it's a very back and forth. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just the gamble, right? Like if they can make them successfully and like you keep winning, do it the way you're doing it keep the formula up and give it enough twists that it's good but if you lose like that's a huge risk to take especially where you're john krasinski and you're trying to solidify yourself outside of just being jim yeah mm-hmm. so it's 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 a hard thing it's a hard decision and maybe he knows he'll actually step away from it and if it flounders it's not he can be like oh it's not my fault mm-hmm. so i don't know what any, any last words guys it's a movie 
I won't go like A plus or anything, but as a solid A, it fulfilled my expectations. It made me happy. It was definitely the movie I was waiting for. If you haven't seen it, especially if you did see the first one and you liked it, go do it. You will enjoy it. You will like it. It's a much better zombie movie than Army of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even about zombies. And Vince kind is saying that. Idea, <laughs> kind of the same idea. Um, um, this is, I don't know if anybody, have either of you guys ever played The Last of Us? Yes. This is as close to The uh, the Last of Us True. in movie form of, as we've ever got, and they did a great <laughs> job at it. I love the go. movie. It was part one, part two. Great, great, great movies. I concur. It was great. I loved it. Like I said, I enjoyed it more than the first one, and that's just me. Um, I think they did an effective job at building the world, but not over oversharing too I much. I totally understand why you like this one more than the first one. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight on the podcast. I like love when we get together. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's fun to get together with your friends, and so also thank you for those people who asked Josh questions, like. I know I'm saying this at the very end of the podcast and you might not even make it here, but thank you. Like legit, like we love participation and like it helps us broaden our, our questions and our, and our thoughts. So thank you. Um, if you want to go ahead and give us a follow on our socials, go ahead and do that. Or if you just want to listen to the podcast and give it a, give it a good uh, review, we'll take that too. But whatever you'd like to do, uh, join us again next time on the pause around play podcast where we talk about movies. We have fun. We enjoy time, and time is good, and I'm rambling onward, so goodbye!